Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hiya, buddies. <laughs> to another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is my new buddy, Julie Johnson. You may know her if you've grown up watching Barney, because she was the voice of Baby Bop. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Nick. Thank you. I love your opening. That Thank That you. is Broadway ready. Let me tell you, I love it. That was Thank great. You. Thank you very much. That's the biggest compliment we've ever gotten on that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got to start by asking, how did you get into voiceover work? Um, I had graduated from uh, college in, near um, Dallas. That's where I first started working was in Dallas, um, just purely with the idea of being a, a classical actress. I did not. <laughs> I, I sang, but I not, thought, no, I don't want to do musical theater. I want to do the great plays. I want to do Shakespeare. And of course, you know, the first thing you find out is when in the theater, um, the uh, summer musicals are some of the best uh, employment you can get. And you and I did sing. And sure enough, my career went right down the uh, musical stage, musical theater stage. Well, I was working in the Dallas-Fort Worth area when there was an audition for a, a, film, a set of videos that I had not heard of because I didn't have children. And it was called Barney and the Backyard Gang. And they were looking to possibly have a new character on a live at the Majestic Theater in Dallas video. And so I auditioned for it. I'd been uh, doing a show called Nonsense for many, many weeks at a, at a theater in Fort Worth, uh, Casa Manana. And I was kind of tired the day that I did the audition, but I gave it my all and my voice was, I was out in the lobby and I was down, down around here with my speaking voice. And I heard all these other women doing these great children's voices. And I thought, uh oh, this one's not going to be right for me. But I tried it anyway. And I just thought, what now, what does a toddler sound like when they really want a toy so badly in the mall? It was back when, when, we, <laughs> when people were going to malls and they see that toy and they they just think they're not going to, to survive if they don't get it. And that's when I came up with this sound. So wow. 
it seemed to work. They liked it, and they that because that's what they were really looking for was that sound of a of a of a little one that ha really hasn't even accomplished um, compound sentences yet. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a noun and a verb, and, the, and that's what you get. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so they liked it, and and I couldn't be more blessed and and feel more fortunate than to have been a mm -hmm. part of that show because now I'm meeting adults who say to me, oh, oh, you don't understand. Barney was my every, every day I'd get home from school and I didn't tell my friends that I was watching it still, but I did, you know, or my mom and dad both worked a lot, you know, long, long hours. And I watched Barney and Barney made me feel safe. And, and it's just, uh, it, it, it really, it makes me emotional because it means so much to know that you had so much uh, to, to give to little ones and now, now that I have it my little one is 22 but uh, <laughs> he watched Barney of course and was even on a couple of episodes as an as an extra and mm. um, it means the world to know that you know that we were a part of so many people's lives and we also mm. we made efforts to make sure that we spoke to kids of all ethnicities all places where they might be growing up all all ways of learning, you know, there were, there were, we've made a lot of effort at making sure that we had something that spoke to kids, no matter how, you know, what way they learned, were they linear, were they, you know, however, however they, they were and however they were made and however fabulous they were, we wanted to have something that stimulated them, you know, and gave them, gave them new information and a lot mm -hmm. of love. <laughs> so you were a Barney kid, huh? <laughs> I was. Yay. I was. To the point where a funny story for you, I would go over to my to my aunt's house and my little cousin would be waiting there at the door. He's like the same age as me, a few months older. And I would just look at him and go, Barney, cereal. And he would go in, <laughs> put in the tape of Barney, like whatever tape, he would just grab a random tape, put one in, and pour me a bowl of Reese Pops or something. And that would be our morning. That's your morning. I one mm -hmm. of my friends from college, because uh, I got this not not too long after I graduated, and uh, she had already had a couple of uh, children, like one one right after the other, you know, the mm -hmm. Irish twins kind of thing. And she called one day and she said, "Okay, I just I just saw your name scroll, and I know this has to be you, and I want to thank you." She left it on my answering machine. It was that long ago. So mm -hmm. I just want you to know I appreciate so much the fact that every morning I can now take a shower and load the dishwasher thank you and I mean, she was in tears she was so happy and and uh sure enough she her kids were were raised on on uh, barney you know and along mm -hmm. with the parents uh watching it with them too so yeah but it was also I, we thought it was really nice for kids to have something that was just for them you know there yes. were a lot of there were a, a few adults every now and then on the show, but it was mostly kids and the imaginary mm -hmm. dinosaurs come to life and that was just for them. Yes. And that's what I liked about it too. It wasn't like, oh, this is a show that maybe everyone could watch or everyone was watching. It was just, this is my show. This is my yeah, thing. That's right. Well, our mm -hmm. um, uh, Cheryl Leach, our creator, ma made it a point to make sure that we were geared toward that one and a half to three-year-old learning. I mean, we, we obviously kids watched us beyond that but that mm -hmm. that group of children at that time there just really wasn't anything that moved at a pace for them to learn and yes. I, the fact that we used tunes that were already recognizable and put new words you know when a kid can learn a song 
quickly. It's a sense of accomplishment. Well, so what if it's to the tune of this old man? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's it's something that they're already familiar with. And then you get this sense of accomplishment of, of uh, learning it quickly. Yeah. Hey, whatever works, you know. Absolutely. And something different for every kid, which I love. Mm -hmm. Every mm -hmm. kid is special. And when we sang mm -hmm. that, we meant it. Yes. So what what were your thoughts on your role? Like, what did you how how important did you feel that Baby Bop was to the Barney community? Well, of course, I felt I was very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it was interesting because when we did that first video, um, I didn't know there was no guarantee that Baby Bop would go beyond that. In fact, they were they were a little uh, has not hesitant, but they were waiting to see what the feedback was because they didn't know if the kids really wanted anybody other than Barney and then the, mm -hmm. the group of kids. And so I, I guess the feedback had been had been good on her, um, except that they kids after the first season said Barney's too tall. She's almost a uh, baby Bob's too tall. She's almost as tall as Barney. So that's when they made her made her smaller. And I think it was it was important for children to see and hear. They didn't they didn't necessarily look like baby Bob, but she was little and she, her ballet slippers. I can't tell you how many dancers in the musical theater that I work with, because that's what I do. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a stage performer now to this day. And I meet so many dancers that say, you, you don't understand. And your tutu and your and your ballet slippers and you know <laughs> like yeah. that made me want to dance and that made me feel so good to know that that it had that uh, that kind of um, inspirational effect you know and made mm -hmm. little girls whether or not they went on to be dancers they just wanted to get up and move and exercise and boys too I've, I've worked with many of young male performer and male dancers that the, all the dance on the Barney series and the fact that the kids were about their age um, really, really had a great, uh, great impact. Yes. I'm hearing a lot of great inspirational stories about people coming up to you and saying how Baby Bob has just changed their life or how your role or how the show just has impacted them to today. And that's that's something I find it amazing. The world. The show. Yes. I worked, yeah. I'll tell you one quick one. I worked with a young woman um, that was still in college and she was working backstage and a friend, another uh, uh, one of the crew members came to me and said, would you come back and, and say hi to her? She was a big Baby Bob fan. And I said, oh, of course. So I went back and, and uh, started talking to her and she got tears in her eyes and she said, I want to tell you a story. She said, I came here uh, as, a, as a first grader and my um, my English was not, I did not speak English. Um, and she said, I kept trying to learn it. And my teachers were telling me that they were going to hold me back if I didn't learn it. And she said, when I started watching Baby Bop on Barney, because your language was a noun and a verb, and it was easy mm -hmm. for me to grasp. And then I could build on that. And she said, I ended up getting to stay in my class with the only kids that I, that I knew in this country and she said that and she got she and i both just wept on each other we we hugged and we and we cried and i said honey i'm so thankful for that and now she's in she was in college and you know obviously she uh, she caught up very quickly and yes. sped right by you know so yeah that, that's another wonderful wonderful that's story too i have a million of them <laughs> oh i know i i wouldn't doubt you do and that one was truly heartfelt. Like that one was one yeah. of those moments where you know you've made an impact. Like you know that because of you, because of something like 
a bunch of people never realize because of this one small rule, because just because there's a character, a dinosaur on TV that maybe says two words a line or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's how yes. someone learns English. That's how someone yes. picked up a whole new language. So thank you for that story. That was, that was impacting. So are there any characteristics from Baby Bop that you share with her, like that you share with your character? Well, constantly wanting to be uh, uh, singing and dancing. That would be, that was absolutely, uh, that came from the inside out, as we say. Yes. And, um, and you know, her curiosity and just her boldness to say, well, why? Well, I don't understand. I love that, that we had her, um, you know, ask questions and not be afraid to say, well, I don't get it. <laughs> so somebody explain it to me, you know, <laughs> and uh, boy, do we, we need a lot of that in this life, you know, <laughs> some oh, explanations of things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And mm -hmm. I, th I think that was it. And the fact that she that she had no shame about carrying her yellow blankie and I don't I can't remember if there was ever an episode where we tried to get her to put it down I don't think there may have been one where it got lost but there was mm -hmm. never this now you need to put that down now you're getting too old to have that blanket you know because it it brought her comfort it was uh, and and I loved that mm -hmm. I loved that yeah just think of how many adults I, I wish have. I had had I wish yeah. I had had pink ballet slippers, but I never got any. Oh, well. Mm. Maybe one day, oh, though, you know? Maybe. Yeah. There's still yeah. time. Exactly. Exactly. And you got to think about this way. She had her security blanket. Think of how many adults to this day still have that one prize-possessed toy that's something like a stuffed animal or just stuffed animal that, that brings back all the past memories or something that they've handed down to their kids that maybe they're hoping their kids realize the importance of. Absolutely. Absolutely. My family has, um, most have, have, uh, gone on to, I hope, I hope better and brighter place. And, um, they are, uh, I, every memory that I have of them, everything that I, you know, a photograph or, or, um, you know, and my son, I, I still have his baby spoons, you know, mm -hmm. I, they're things like that just mean they bring back such sweet memories and, and, uh, you know, of course, then you have, you have to decide, do I have room for everything? So let's just pick that one blankie yeah. <laughs> but, uh, or a sweater. You know, sometimes it's a sweater that you've had for years that you really wouldn't wear outdoors. But but in the house, oh, it's fabulous. One hundred percent. So did you also ever get to work with some of the fellow co-workers? Like, did you ever get to interact with them like Bob West, the voice of Barney? Oh, we, we were all, we were there live. We did our rehearsals live in the studio. We'd stand with our scripts and, and watch the action. And then, and our writers were really kind because they allowed us to do just little bits of ad libs, you know, to make it live. Like as the, as the two, as BJ and Baby Bop were coming into the scene, you would hear us saying, well, I'm hungry. Not now, sissy. You know, that kind of thing. And little things that we would just add. To, to bring them, you know, mm -hmm. to make them three-dimensional, bring them uh, to life. And the writers really enjoyed the things we did. And every now and then if we did something, they'd say, mm, let's don't do that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, but uh, um, that, that was, that was uh, yeah, we, we worked together. And then we had our booths. We had booths when we were actually filming. So we weren't actually on the set, but we were in booths mm -hmm. with a with 
know, headsets and, and nice microphones and music stands and our chairs and magazines for between the takes because there's a lot of, uh, you know, we moved it as quickly as we could because we had children involved. But, you know, there's mm. still a lot of hurry up and wait <laughs> in that kind yeah. of kind of business. So we worked together all the time. We had lunch together every day. We sat around on breaks together. We truly, truly did adore each other's company. And we loved every minute of being together. And sometimes, you know, if I'd done a show the night before and I'd wake up at, at 5 a.m. and think, oh, I've got, okay, I've got to go to the studio. And when I would get there, it everything would just be, you know, it would be so much fun and so happy that I would forget that I'd only gotten four hours of sleep. So that's beautiful. I try not to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we've all had those nights. Yep. We've all had those yeah. nights where we've just done something the night before and gone on to work and just gone, who, okay, who's made the coffee or who's made, you know, who got the donuts this morning? Exactly. Oh, I wish there was a breakfast buffet. <laughs> exactly. So, You've mentioned it earlier before, you know, you mentioned that you, what you're doing now, but what are you currently up to today? Um, I have been out with the first, uh, actually the North American tour of Come From Away. It's a Broadway show mm -hmm. that was about the, all the passengers who were on the airplanes that were in, uh, that were in the sky on 9-11 when American airspace was shut down and all of those planes had to go somewhere and Newfoundland took several of the planes in, in one little community, Gander, it's actually four or five towns there nearby, uh, but Gander is, is one of the, the main ones, took in um, about, um, I think it was, I've forgotten how many thousand people were on those planes. It's a line in the show and I can't remember it, but it's been a while since we've done it. Um, mm -hmm. And and about the, just about the same equal number, I think it was 7,000 and 7,000 people were in the town. And those people in that town took care of all of these strangers who got off of 38 planes. For They ended up being there for four days and five nights and then some were there even longer. And that whole town made meals, three meals a day, snacks, took everybody's religious and dietary restrictions into, into, uh, um, you know, in, into count and, and, and made sure everybody had, had food to eat and places to sleep and new clothes. They bring them clothes. They volunteer to bring them clothes because they, these people were trapped on a plane for, uh, 28 hours before they ever got them off. And, um, and they couldn't pick their bags because there was a fear at that time that there might have been, you know, a bomb planted in a, in a bag on a plane or something. So it was a most, it was a, a situation like had never happened before. And these people in Newfoundland made it all happen and took care of all these people. So this musical, and it's a musical, is about that time. And there are 12 of us and we each play three to four to five characters. Um, and you actually, in that show, you actually feel like you, we've been told by audience members, like you were there, like you were there mm -hmm. in the in the school cafeteria where they were feeding people, or you were there, uh, you know, at, at one of the local Legion halls where they had music. They played lots of music for people and did everything they could to just keep their spirits up because also so many of the people, when they got off the planes, had no idea what had happened. So their mm. first their first introduction to it was seeing it on televisions there as they would get off and, and uh, go into whatever 
uh, you know, wherever they were getting to stay, churches, uh, all the schools, everybody took people in. And it's one of the most heartwarming, uplifting stories I have ever been a part of. And I can't wait to get back to it. And we will be coming back. We are absolutely will be back out on the road, but we have to get, we have to get everybody, uh, you know, on board with, with taking care of each other. And, oh, I have, I have something cute here. My, my, what I call my, my body buddy, Jeff Ayers, who plays the body of Baby Bob, got me this. It's oh, my mask. Wow. It has Baby Bob on it. That's beautiful. <laughs> So, you know, you, everything you uh, everything during quarantine time and during times like this, you uh, everything you can do is what you should do. And uh, yes. I think people are there are a lot of people that are doing a lot of wonderful work here. Yes. Uh, all of our first responders and and the hospital personnel. And oh, my goodness, they're just they're such heroes. They're such mm -hmm. heroes. They truly are. And this pandemic is showing that this pandemic is showing how important your job is, like how important your life is, you know. Like then we never, like we take so much things for granted. Like first responders, you know, we call them when we need them in an emergency. But has anyone ever thought, like, hey, if you ever see one at a local restaurant or something, like you see them at like a, you know, like you see a police officer at a gas station and they have a cup of coffee in their hand, how much is that coffee behind me? Oh, it's a dollar. Here you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or, just a little, you know, it doesn't take much. Yeah. Just a little, yeah. or just a thank you. Yes. Thank you know, like we thank our our military. Thank you for your service. You know, we yes. we there are a lot of people we can thank in this world. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, so and I I try to say thank you by being as safe safe as I can too, and being mm. being a part hopefully a part of the solution. You know, yes. and it's and we're looking yes. we're looking up. Things are looking up. I'm very That's what very I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the vaccines are getting out. The numbers are. Going down slightly, like I remember in December, the numbers used to be in triple digits. Oh, yes. Now yeah. They're, now they're that. Now they're back to double, which is, you know, back then, you know, a year ago, that would have been a little alarming. But today it's like, I'm happy just to see that we're only in the low 30s today or something. Yeah. Yeah. A new group, so. And I got my vaccine and I am, <laughs> I am thrilled about it. And uh, uh, it's, I got the one and done, as they say, the, the Johnson yeah. Johnson. All three <laughs> vaccines are are uh, proving to be just, uh, you know, a gift from, from uh, a gift from science and, and a gift yes. from, from hev the heavens, you know, yes. it really is. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, and that's yes. another thing. Our scientists, aren't they wonderful? The people that, the doctors, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I couldn't have possibly kept up in med school. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't act my way through those tests. <laughs> I, I have a buddy in med school who was on this show earlier and just his schedule, like just him reading me his schedule. I'm like, how do you sleep at night? Like how, not in like the bad way, like how do you sleep at night? But literally, how do you sleep at night? Like how, how do you get any, like I fit it in here to here. I do this. And yeah. right, but at the same time, I know he's going to be, he's been my best friend my whole life. And I know he's going to be the one guy I can always call on and just say, Hey, I'm, I have this weird feeling, something like, not like a hypochondriac or anything like that, but just, yeah. I got that weird, it's been here for three days. What can you, you know, what can you tell me about it? He'll, and I've done that to him. I've asked him a few questions here and there. Like I've asked him, hey, you know, I've got this weird headache. I've never had something like this before. You know, he's like, are you seeing spots or anything? No. Are you this? No. Then you'll be fine in a day. Sometimes it's just like the season change or something like that. Yeah. Allergies, yeah. sinus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it is, it's good 
it's good to have someone to to for that that's qualified to first you know yeah. like run it by them and say you think i need to to get to a doctor quickly because i'm sure be, he would be the first person to say um get to the doctor yeah. now yeah. <laughs> or you should go no back to yesterday days from now you know yes. absolutely he take care yeah. of you that's that's great that's 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 the true definition of friendship you know yes yes which leads me to my next question in your own words what does it mean to be someone's buddy I think it means to, um, for one thing, to always be honest with them, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be honest to the point of, of it being hurtful, you know? Yeah, um, And I think to be uh, available, to listen, listening is so important. And if you find that your friend, your buddy is is having a hard time with something, Find a nice way without prying too much to say, you know, I'm here and I don't want to make you talk. But if you want to, these are these ears, these ears are for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and listen, because a lot of times when people, especially when people are having a, an issue, a problem with something, they can almost solve it themselves by talking about it, you know, and you don't even really have to offer much in the way of advice. It's just saying, I hear you. I felt the same way. It's another thing. It, it helps us all to know that we're not the only person thinking or feeling or, or having a problem with something. And this mm-hmm. time right now, during this pandemic, where people have had to, to really close themselves off for, for the sake of others and for the sake of themselves, as much as you can do in the way of texting and and sending messages and uh, talking on the phone. Zoom. I had never Zoomed before in my life, and I'm now Zooming uh, with mm-hmm. friends, and we feel like we've gotten to see each other. And mm-hmm. I think just just knowing that that, uh, that that person is there for you and you are there for that person with as little judgment as possible. 100%. And you're right. How much... How much has this pandemic been a blessing in terms of technology? You and me are in two separate states right now, uh-huh. you know, all the way across the nation. And we're talking to each other like you're in my living room right now. Yeah. Imagine if this had been 50 years ago where mm-hmm. you couldn't see, you could talk on the phone, but you wouldn't be able to see someone smile. You'd mm-hmm. have to be like, you know, uh, isolated with with no ability to, to feel some form of, of normality and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and what, what it used to be like. So, exactly. so I think if we, you know, you've got to look for the, you've got to look for the, for the positive side of everything. And that has been one of them is that we were at a time in technology where it could be so helpful to people mm-hmm. for their em- emotional health and their, their physical health. Yes. Even just the simpler things like back in the day, it would take, three to five days to get a letter across, you know, to your friend. Today, it takes three to five seconds with just the simple text of a cell phone. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, as part long, of... You, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go go ahead. Ahead. no, no, no. I was, was going to go to the next question. Yes. Yes. Yep. Now, part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Well, I think I think it's important for people to to look at 
something, a, a charity that, that maybe is pertinent to someone they love in their lives. So I would say, say to them, give, give where you feel like you will help someone. And we have a dear friend, um, my, one of my son's buddies uh, who's doing incredibly well, but he has cystic fibrosis and the cystic fibrosis, uh, foundation of course is a wonderful place to, uh, to donate. And then one of my other favorites is make a wish because we had so many make a wish kids come to the Barney set and, mm-hmm. and there, are, there are other organizations that do that same type of thing too, but the mm-hmm. make a wish to get to meet those, the children that would come and to see actually how, what a great feeling it was for their parents too, to watch their child who was probably quite sick, um, perk up, come running over to Barney or baby Bob or BJ with their little arms out and, and just to see the, the joy that that gave to people who, who really had to search for joy in a time yes. like that with what they were going through. So, um, but, but also, mm-hmm. you know, you're right now we've also got, I know you wanted me to just give you one, but banks, you know, there, there are things like that. If you, if you can't afford a large cash donation, but, but you uh, find a, you know, a grocery store that's selling canned corn, you know, five for a dollar kind of thing. Um, you know, just think about even if you just take 10 cans of corn, that's going to help mm-hmm. 10 families, you know, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. And, and then I always say, even with these masks on, you can smile at people and they'll see it in your eyes. Give yep. people a smile and give them yep. a hello. Yep. Our local pastor said that during the beginning of this pandemic, he said, no matter what, a mask can never cover up your smile. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and it, and the mask in its way is you smiling too, is you smiling and saying, I love you enough and myself enough to take care of us. Mm-hmm. So I love you, you love me. We're all one happy right. family. We're yeah. a happy family. Mm-hmm. So I gotta ask a quick follow-up question. You mentioned mm-hmm. the Make a Wish kids coming to Barney. Do you have any story in particular that you like to share with us one that like deeply touched your heart for meeting one of those kids? Yes. Um, this, this one was, um, uh, well, of course we had several kids and, mm-hmm. and we would get the, one of the things that I loved was we would get a letter afterwards from, from uh, the mom or the dad. Um, and they would, they would say how much it meant that their child had gotten to meet Barney and what a fun day that as as I said they said for this one day our we did we got to to just not think about the fact that our child is sick and is mm-hmm. and is you know being treated for something we just got to be a family doing something wonderful um but I want to tell you about something that that um we did that that means the world to me for for several years we uh Bob West the voice of, of Barney voiced mm-hmm. a Barney animatronic doll uh, that was used at um, at um, oh, oh I'm just gonna blank on the hospital St Jude's at St mm-hmm. Jude's with uh, the children that have to have intense radiation and I mean we're talking little bitties we're talking one year olds two year olds and they were having trouble keeping them still because the radiation was so intense their parents couldn't be with them and so. They asked if the if if Barney would voice 
the doll that they could put in, in with them while they were having the radiation treatment. And he would sing songs, but real soft, slow songs. And he'd voice, oh, you're doing so good. You're being so still. Be still and the medicine will help you. You know, things like that that spoke to the child. And they sent us videos of these sweet babies getting their treatments. And they were just, and the cutest things, their little eyes, they would watch the Barney, but they wouldn't move. And they the, they sent us so many nice um, reports about how much that had improved the children's, uh, you know, the, the, the getting the radiation and, and getting the little ones to be able to be still long enough. And that's been one of my favorite, favorite uh, it's, it's it's a memory. Uh, I, I was never there, but but we did get to see the videos. One of my favorite memories of something that that um, Barney did that no one no one knew about, but those children and their parents and the doctors. But mm -hmm. that's that was the kind of thing we tried to do a lot, and not you know toot horns and say, "Oh look what we're doing." We yeah. just we just did what we needed to do. And that's the true celebrity right there. Not someone who. We'll go to St. Jude's just to get a photo op and seeing like, hey, we're helping you, you know, see, here's my donation and here I'm in a room with a kid or no. something. It's the ones that would rather get that camera on my face. I'm going here today. See you guys in an hour. I'll let you know how it goes. And then just yeah. go in and just hang out with the kids. Like just be something, you know, do what yeah. they can without without the press behind their back, you know, without oh, without yeah. the microphone in their hand. So. Well, it's unfair. It's unfair to the children or to the people that are that are sick to say, "Oh, I'm going to bring in a big camera." I mean, unless they want to, you know. If, and if they yeah. wanted to, that'd be great. But yeah. Barney did a lot, a lot of visits to hospitals and saw a lot of kids. So and that's, uh, why, that and was, that's yeah. why that's why it's such a beloved show. You know, it's one of those well, shows that does the outreach rather than just just something they can watch while they're in the hospital or just something their parents can, you know. Exactly. I know I love, I love uh, him. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorites. He is mm -hmm. my favorite. And Bob West is just as lovable as the big purple dinosaur is. So. Oh, he is. <laughs> he is. He did fantastic with the show. He was. I said to tell you hello. He, he said, oh, yes, tell him hello when I told him I was going to get to do this. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Tell him I said hi back. I miss him. And he's, you guys are always welcome. I would love to do something with you guys like a panel or something you know like oh absolutely to, yeah absolutely. love that we would love that because it gives us a chance to feel like we're back together again exactly <laughs> you know? exactly the backyard game back back together. <laughs> yeah we'd love that i'll talk i'll talk with you that a little bit after um after the show great yeah but now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question you ready for this i'm for anyone, for anyone who wants to do any type of acting that you do, like voiceover work or be on stage, what's your advice to them? My advice is pursue it. Uh, it does help if you get some training after after high school. You know, now if you're a very young actor and you have uh, a parent or guardian or someone that can take you to some auditions, that's great. I started in Dallas, Texas. I'm from a little town of 1,600 people here in Texas. So I wasn't born in New York. I wasn't born in L.A. I didn't grow up in the scene. And I have had a career my whole life since since graduating from college uh, but I do think that a good college program somewhere it can be a can be a, a 
bonus because you get a chance to do things on stage, play roles, uh, get some music training, dance training. Uh, you can also go to to a, a school that just specializes in in uh, like mm-hmm. a conservatory, and um, and then you know pursue it. Or, and it also may lead you into down another path. Never feel like you you failed if you decide to do something different because it's just a great part of an education. The arts are so important. And, but I say, don't let anything tell you that you can't. Uh, the only mm-hmm. thing to do is, is just do it. Give it, give it your all, have fun with it, take it seriously too. And, uh, and then go for it. That's yeah. what I say. Go for yeah. it. And a follow-up question. What is Baby Bop's advice to the world today, you think? Well, I think that we should all love each other and be very kind and maybe sing, I love you, you love me. We're best friends like friends should be with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. Won't you say you love me? <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you so so much. Yep. I gotta ask the final question. Final question. How many times do you hear that song in your sleep, or how many times have you like heard that song just in general? Do you think? Well, I, mostly back when we were filming. You know, I mean, I'd go to sleep yeah. with all, all the songs in my head, and um, of late more now of late because uh, because I'm meeting so many people, you know, and I remind myself of, hey, that was really a super cool thing to be a part of, like more yes. than cool. It was important. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I play that one and, and um, Peanut, Peanut Butter and Jelly. I love that one. And I love uh, mm. uh, Itsy Bitsy Spider. And I, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can do it. But anyway, they're close as I can get. And uh, Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star. I loved um, all of her greatest hits, but my favorite one I ever sang was on our Christmas album, our holiday album, and I got to sing the dreidel song. I loved uh, that. I loved singing the dreidel song. Love it. Well, thank you so, so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Thank it was a you, pleasure buddy. to have you. Yes, You're like my I said, buddy. <laughs> yes, we are, you are an official buddy on BuddyCast. We don't call you guest. You are an official buddy. So, I love it. I but love I do it. Have, my heart. I, yes. I have one favor to ask you before we leave today. Okay. Go be someone's buddy today. I will. Yes. Like I said, stick around afterwards. But for all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Julie Johnson, also known as Baby Bop. Thank you again for being on the show. And we'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats Don't feel like it could make it, buddy Here on Buddy Cats